Hey, this is Parker, and in my free time, I listen to WGMU Radio. Heard online at WGMUradio.com and on Mason Cable Channel 2.6. WGMU, music going forward. WGMU. This is something different. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Andrew. And uh, tonight we're going to be playing a very exciting genre. Uh, the genre is called Night Bus. 
what you're listening to right now is Teach Me How to Fight by the Junior Boys. And uh, this is a pretty good example. It's got a really long intro, so we decided we'd talk a bit over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just go ahead and buckle in, even though buses don't have seatbelts. And uh, really watch the cityscape fly by as you enjoy some night bus.
WGMU. Man, oh man, that was one smooth first intro to get into Night Bus, wasn't it? I could not agree more. Again, that was Teach Me How to Fight by Junior Boys. Um, so I'm sure all of you are wondering, why do Night Bus instead of, you know, Witch House or some other large genre in the electronic community? Um, well, the answer is... I've always wanted to do a genre that sounds like it's been described as an empty McDonald's in a 24-hour Walmart. And that's really what that's really the essence of Night Bus. That's really what you you think about when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. It's not so much a genre as it is your state of mind while you listen to it, which made it a rather difficult episode to find songs for, but That's a great point. Um yeah, there's a lot of songs that put you just right in that state of mind. Mhm. I'm feeling on that. This is definitely one of the episodes that we've been looking forward to for a very long time. Oh, absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Let's hit up Makeup Bag, the CFCF drag edit by The Dream.
Shawty screaming on me. I think a nigga going deaf. You can see how she looking, she can't stand the sight of me I wanna be on her, but she don't wanna be on me And she's in the right, cause I got makeup all on my collar Chanel number five, it's all in my shirt, but I ain't Sleeping on the sofa Just when I think that it's over She said, you wanna break up Then you know what to do to make up yeah. If you ever make your girlfriend mad Don't let your good girl go bad Drop five stacks on that makeup bag Drop, drop five stacks on that makeup bag WGMU, that was a quick cutoff for such a night bussy track. Yeah, but well, you know, happens. Yeah. That, uh, that was Makeup Bag, the CFCF remix by The Dream that came out in 2011 on the album Do You Like Night Bus? Do oh, you yeah. like Night Bus? I do like Night Bus. I like Night Bus as well. It's got that superb slow beat and spooky sound that makes you feel like you're on a dimly lit bus cruising through the city. Absolutely, and that's why... It really kick-started the genre. Uh, this is arguably one of the first Night Bus tracks, so we just had to put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about whether Night Bus even is a genre, but here on Something Different, We're everything here. can be a genre. That's true. We're here to confirm that it is a genre. That's correct. Uh, Night Bus has our full endorsement as a real genre. Um, yeah, I guess it's... That's how genres become genres, is once we've accredited them. Nice. And this is how commercials become commercials. Hey, this is Mike, and you're listening to WGMU Radio. And don't forget to tune in Tuesdays from 3 to 4 to hear my show, Mike on the Mic, with my co-host, Tara J. Listen to hit artists like The Strokes, ASAP Rocky, and Zane. WGMU Radio can be heard online at WGMURadio.com and on Amazing Cable Channel 2.6. WGMU Radio, music going forward. WGMU. Isaiah, that, that last DJ said that he plays Zane. Do you know any Zane songs aside from Pillow Talk? Nope. Did Unless you you're counting One Direction. I did That's know Pillow true. Talk. Okay. Unless you're counting One Direction songs, 
That's true. Because he was in those. That's true. He was, what, a fifth of them? So yeah. Uh, but speaking of One Direction, they're a pretty live band. Yeah. And we need to liven this night bus up because right now it's it's too low-key, which I guess is exactly how you want night bus to be. That's true. But Sometimes. Let's, let's just give it a try. All right. You well, feel me on that? Yeah, let's spice it up a little bit. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and play next Midnight City by M83.
WGMU, and that was Midnight City by M83, arguably one of the best of the best. Yeah, and that that funky sax lick at the end is the reason that, uh, well, it's the reason that something different fully endorses this September, come or November? November. Come election day, everyone write in Bill Clinton. That's true. We need a saxophone playing president again. Mm -hmm. That's what's really going to make America great again. I digress. Um, that wasn't so much night bus. I mean, it was a bit. It was a little. It was pretty. It had that night busy feel, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'd, I'd categorize that more as driving at two a.m., which we're going to sort of sprinkle into this episode. Uh huh. Like, yeah, those two are very much intertwined. Back in, I may have mentioned it on the show before, but back in like October, there was a subreddit thread of what is the best. I mean, a subreddit thread, an ask Reddit thread. Uh, asking people what their favorite driving at 2 a.m. music was, and quite a bit of the music from this episode is from that list, and it is some dank stuff. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I fully concur. And uh, furthermore, the the real reason that I think Night Bus and 2 a.m. music are so intertwined is that if you made a Venn diagram of Night Bus and driving at 2 a.m. music, all Night Bus is contained within the superset of driving at 2 a.m., uh, but Night Bus is just a subset of that. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, all Night Bus is driving at 2 a.m. music, but not all driving at 2 a.m. music is Night Bus. Mm -hmm. so, so there you we go. We put some deep thoughts into determining the boundaries of these genres tonight. And, you know, just as uh, in most things, the boundary really tends to blur. Mm -hmm. So I guess a better description would be a Venn diagram with, like, a blurry circle in the middle. That's a good point. That's interesting. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> um, it is time for the Distant Campus shout-out slash apology. Oh, yes. Which, this week, I think we've shouted out these people before, but now we're making an apology apology to them. Yeah. And why is that, Isaiah? Well, we're going to have to apologize to all the fantastic uh, staffers of... Um, uh, well, really, all of the all of the kitchens here, but in particular, um, what oh, is it called? The Pilot House. Yes, Pilot kitchen. House. Sorry. Yeah. In particular, Pilot House employees, and we're going to go ahead and apologize to them. I don't even know if they're back yet, but the Metro. Closed, I think they should so. be back by now. Okay. Well, definitely by tonight. Hopefully, they're jamming out to some something different, mm -hmm. listening to our buttery voices. Did you say why we're apologizing? To yeah, them? Uh, because we're apologizing. We're sorry. The Metro closed, and. Uh, Normally, campus apologies are things that were directly our fault. This one was only indirectly our fault uh, in that it's we live nearby the metro, so we could have prevented this. I see. Just like we could have prevented the explosion at the National Zoo today. That's true. If we just told them that they need to... Uh, keep their chlorine tanks in check. Keep their chlorine tanks in check, which mm -hmm. is something I say a lot at the zoo anyway. So Okay. If so, I had just gone, yeah, you know, they would have they would have remembered... <laughs> That's very true. Speaking of keeping things in check, um, <laughs> you know what you put on checks in France is the number vingt, which I think means 20. And speaking of that... So you would occasionally put it on checks. Yeah. And always put it on... Well, if it's 2015 or any most any of the years in our lifetime. There you go. That's so, true. So, yep, you would pretty much always put that on checks. Uh, is Throwing Snow by Un Vingt. Let's go.
WGMU. And I think I may have said two weeks ago during the Tropical House episode that it was the most low-key genre we had done yet. But, of course, this is now the most low-key genre we have done yet. Yeah, and uh, it, it probably will remain that way until we do the ambient static genre. And I'm really looking forward I'm to that I'm excited one. for that. Because um, most of these songs are just five minutes of pure night bus riding bliss. <laughs> and we've really been soaking it in. As you've seen, we usually are just geeking the whole episode. But right now, I think we're both just sitting in the heat of the music. That's true. Yep. That one really makes me feel like I'm uh, like on a metro train. Uh, oh, just yeah. headed back from the city, you know? That makes sense. It gives me that vibe. Um, but I guess everyone's not headed back from the city on trains today unless they – were they closed today? No, that was yesterday? yesterday. Okay. Well, then some people were enjoying the, the night train. Or the yep. Ambient train is another genre that we'll touch upon. That is a real genre. I'm not making that one up. Nice. Something I do a lot. I've never come back from the city any particularly large number of times or been on any buses at night very often. But I do like to walk around my neighborhood at nighttime. That's always been a good thing to do. And something that relates to that and the song, the song was Throwing Snow. No, it was Unvinked. Yeah, we, we got that backwards. The by, song was Unvinked by, by Throwing, throwing snow. snow. But anyways. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, but it involves the word snow. And we have a great story that ties into Night Bus and the word snow. Oh, yes. Of during the huge blizzard. In right at the end of January, actually, I don't know if I think it was more at the beginning of January. It was basically like the first weekend. Anyways, we were walking along with good old board shorts guy and Mac from Project Peak. And we were walking down the streets that were completely devoid of any vehicles because they somehow I've never well, I've never seen that amount of snow. But how there was still like three inches of snow just packed onto the roads. even oh, yep, like a, yep. like two days later. And we were just having a real good time joining GoPro Nation, as Brendan said. Yeah. And that was a good time. Throwing ourselves into the snow while wearing the GoPro. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a pretty essential and part of the story. Climbing atop the electrical box by Taylor. Yeah. Correct. That's true. That was a good time. Well, one thing to say about that last song. Well, I was going to say that there's no Wikipedia page for Unvankt or whatever, but I just checked. There's still no Wikipedia page for that band, so they're pretty underground or pretty low-key or whatever the cool kids are saying nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is a Wikipedia page for Vinkt at Un, uh, which means 21 in French, um, and... There's also not a Wikipedia page for Night Bus, which really infuriates me. So I'm going to go ahead and start working on uh, building up the Night Bus Wikipedia page. Just the way you built up the uh, sub-article on Zerottle. Yes, exactly. Make it my new passion project. And I think some other things. What other Wikipedia articles have you started? Um, well, I haven't started any. That's that's pretty difficult. Mm. Um, however, I have contributed quite a few Um my proudest is that time that we called uh, the Taco Bell helpline. Oh, that's true, and you and, added uh, it. Yeah, under under <laughs> uh, in pop culture for like one really obscure funk song or something. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, it was by some no name though. But mm-hmm. I put under in pop culture uh, Taco Bell HQ hold music. So. I think it's still there, although we also can't remember the name of the song. So. It's it's still there, but there's a citation needed, and I have no idea how to cite personal research. Mm. So I guess I've got to write a scholarly article on it. The only Wikipedia I've tasked myself with working on is I regularly clean up the Crystal Pepsi 
one because really? people tend to well just in the first and last paragraph because that's where it references the supposed comeback this summer yeah but you know i tend to uh base it on my own personal bias in that there's not really seeming like there's any concrete evidence that that's actually going to happen but people keep changing it to say that it's definitely going to happen well, but I watch out for that. You should you should write it in the same objective way they write the Santa Claus Wikipedia page. Where like, I, that's what I do, but like yeah, because it's like and there's also just people with terrible grammar. It just yeah. winds up winds up being bad. Yeah, I feel you. I do too. You know what else I'm feeling? Another commercial. You got it. Hey, Mason Nation, this is DJ Swagasaurus, and you are listening to WGMU Radio, heard online at WGMURadio.com and Mason Cable Channel 2.6. And don't forget to tune in Fridays from 10 to 11 for my midday music mix to hear artists like Cage the Elephant, Maroon 5, and the Foo Fighters. WGMU, music going forward. WGMU, and something we haven't said yet is that a past student of this very college introduced us to Night Bus. Perhaps my... even pioneered Night Bus. That's true. Uh, we, I think we're going to be getting even more into the explanation shortly after this song. But yes, my brother's good friend Alex has really contributed to the knowledge going into this episode. Oh, yes. As well as saying that this next tune, how did he word it? It is, oh, it should be, it is canon to the night bus genre, despite the fact that it's not specifically, like, made by a night bus artist or whatnot. Yeah. This is Aquatic Ambience from Donkey Kong Country. Thank you. 
we're back to something different in case you're just tuning in. Uh, I'm Zaya. I'm Andrew. And uh, this episode we're doing Night Bus, uh, perhaps the greatest genre of all time. Certainly. Uh, certainly not the most niche. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to more niche genres someday. Mm-hmm. But um, Absolutely. You know, I, the thing I really enjoy about Night Bus is that while you're listening to it, it feels like you're on a bus at night. Mm-hmm. You know? Roughly, some would say it's the whole point of the genre. It's amazing. <laughs> yep. Um, I feel you. But yeah, we were talking about uh, Alex introducing us to this genre. So let's... Yeah, I mean, let's elaborate that on, on that more because you had more contact with okay. him than I. I think it was when I first mentioned to my brother that we were going to do this show. I think he may have mentioned it at some point already, but he said that the person that he knew that definitely had most knowledge of weird genres was his good friend Alex. And he told me about, at that point, he told me about Night Bus and Witch House. I think Witch House is more established than Night Bus. Yeah, I think so too. Um and then at a later point, he tacked on Stepdad Carnival, which... <laughs> the best genre. Yeah. We're still... We did a joke Stepdad Carnival episode that wasn't actually Stepdad Carnival. It was just Real Dad. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, we're going to get to Stepdad Carnival. It's, it's going to be, be great. Superb. It's going to be quite like Laser Tag, but a little bit different. <laughs> but um, yeah, that forum that Alex showed us. Yeah. I We, we did a bit of research on there. Uh it's mostly people complaining that Night Bus isn't a genre and then posting songs and asking if it's Night Bus. And the answer is almost always yes. Uh, we gleaned a couple songs from that. I want to say we got um, It's probably about ones. half and half. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. And then certainly, the next one is one you have in your own personal yeah, this Night is, Bus history. This is the only one that when I when I first learned what Night Bus was, I thought of this right off the top. And it's a little it's a little faster paced than the others, mm-hmm. but um I think it's really gonna pull through and be worth it. Nice. So coming up next, uh, we got Night School by Frank Zappa.
WGMU, and we are back. That was, of course, Night School by Frank Zappa, and I cannot believe it took us that long to play some Zappa on the radio. Uh, I I'm a, I really like him a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I think that song falls squarely into the night bus genre. Um, it's, it just feels like, you know, taking a good old public transport uh, Q bus down a busy D.C. street or something. Mm-hmm specifically at night um but yeah uh fun fact about that song and, and the album that came off it's a, it's off the album jazz from hell um that was one of the well legend has it that's one of the only albums that's an entirely instrumental album and it's one of the only instrumental albums to ever receive a parental warning uh just because of some of the choices frank zappa made to uh of, of what to name his tracks i should say mm-hmm. um I'm probably not supposed to say which exact tracks uh, weren't allowed uh, f- it, that slipped through, you know, the parental warning or whatever. But, you know, you guys can look it up. It's You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've always thought that was funny. Uh, there are no lyrics, and somehow Frank still manages to get a parental warning. Did uh, he regularly get them on his other stuff? Yeah. I mean, he wrote about some weird things. And they weren't even really, like really that bad it was just like it's so weird why are you talking about that have a parental warning so you don't corrupt <laughs> the children with that way of thinking i see he was a cool dude oh interesting and jazz from hell is really cool because he did <laughs> the entire thing i i completely forgot to mention um his his music was getting to the point where humans were unable to play it on real instruments to his liking so he just uploaded all the sheet music straight into a new invention called the synth clavier, which I think I'm saying right, um, which is sort of like you know GarageBand or something these days, mm-hmm. um, and made machines play for him. And only then was he happy. Nice. He has certain songs that need to be accurate within one millisecond, which just blows me away. That's interesting. How accurate are people usually? Do Not you know? that accurate. Uh, I remember in my physics class we tested reaction time, and I think. The average is point two, and oh well, or maybe it yeah, was but point reaction one. time's a little bit different because, like, when you're keeping a beat, you're like expecting it. Oh, that's true. I don't know because I don't know. I feel like there's probably like hardcore musicians are probably typically accurate to the millisecond because if you're playing a long piece, you'd be significantly off by the end. It seems like that's true. I don't something know something to research. Something to research, definitely. You know what else is – never mind. I have no connection to make. But the, <laughs> the next one is another solid night bus one, except also from the driving at 2 a.m. one. Oh, yeah. But it's an interesting one because it's entirely instrumental. So it's really a merger between the two. Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really need to be seven minutes long, but here's the seven-minute version of Intro by The XX.
WGMU. That is one smooth, smooth tune. Very smooth, very mm-hmm. tune. It's smooth enough to the point that there. Oh wow, that was weird. The audio in my headphones is only on the left side, and then it popped through. It was like I was congested in it. <laughs> but anyways, it's smooth enough that on YouTube there are both four-hour. Well, there's a four-hour version of that song, and you can you can kind of hear the loops in it. I don't know because I think normally it's like two minutes, but. Who knows? Yeah. You really need seven minutes to sink into the feeling of it all. That's true. Um, That's certainly true. But last semester while I was doing my uh, – I had to make, like, posters and stuff at the end of the semester that involved just more, like, artwork and, like, creativity rather than actually, like, putting thought into, like, writing a paper. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. I can't really listen to music while I do things like that, especially if there's lyrics, but – I managed to get all the way through the four-hour version of that, and my next mission is the 10-hour version. (laughs) Someday. It's good stuff. But, yeah, as I said, that's another one from the Driving at 2 a.m. list, just like the next one, which both make me think of, well, especially driving up and down Roberts Road back from your and John's neighborhood back to my neighborhood late at night with the windows down, just cruising on through the lights that are always green unless the other ones are... You feel, I feel me? You. I do. The green by that, I mean, that way is open by default. I'm not yeah. crazy. I got you. Uh, and that's also the sh- only street I'd been in a car accident on up until something we'll be getting to shortly. <laughs> but yeah, as well as driving in Clifton. Just lots and lots of driving in Clifton. True. You feel me? I do. I do. Um, yes. What are we going on to next? We're going on to Night Swimming by REM. You got anything to add? No, I was going to try to think of a fun way to connect that to anything we were just saying. Oh, but I spoiled it. Well, no, there's just – there's nothing. Well, (laughs) speaking of somewhere in Clifton there's got to be a – A pool. Yeah, or a lake. rich people are. Because in this song they're in – I think they're in like a basin because cool kids back in the day went skinny dipping in like lakes as opposed to uh, pools. I see. I think that's how it happened. I've never been a part of skinny dipping. Have you? No. (laughs) Well, let's be educated by the lead singer of R.E.M. with Night Swimming. Quiet night I'm not sure all these 
recklessness and water. They cannot see me naked as things they go away, replaced by everyday night swimming, remembering that night. September's coming soon. Side by side in orbit around the fairest sun, the bright tide ever drum could not describe night swimming. You, I thought I knew you. You, I cannot judge. You, I thought you. Underneath my breath, night swimming. WGMU. Uh, I'm Zaya, and we're back. Uh, that was, of course, Night Swimming by R.E.M., and that is a supreme song. I agree. Uh, man, oh, man, does Night Swimming go. I should have made that more organic. I'm sorry. It's uh, okay. I like it better when everything we do seems scripted because if everything we do seems scripted, then, then like, the viewers know the truth. Yeah, exactly. Um because everything is off the top of our heads, generally. That's true. Or not. Mm-hmm. We just have paper in front of us. It's really a mystery. Um, but that definitely is driving at night music. Oh, yes. Not quite. Well, actually, it's, that's probably the least from Night Bus, actually. Yeah, just but, Just driving know, at night. It borders on the, like, on the edge. It's close. Mm-hmm. It's almost Night Bus. Uh, something I just thought of that I had a decent conversation with Isaiah here about at dinner that we don't have in our list of everything that we're going to say in the episode is that today I found out that on publicsurplus.com or something like that, uh, all the counties in Virginia – yeah, there's definitely something going off my headphones. Uh, all the counties in Virginia can list like – I don't exactly understand why, but they can just list surplus 
equipment and items from the county and from the public school system and like the police department and stuff um, online. And most of it is extremely cheap. I don't really understand. You can get 25 desks from Fairfax County Public Schools for $25. That's wild. You can... It's wild style. Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy. And the reason it connects to this is I found it on Fairfax Underground. Um, They were talking about that you could buy school buses for about $1,000 to $2,000 each. None of those are up anymore because they probably all got bought up real quick, I would imagine, because there's probably other purchasers out there like us. Yeah. But now there are normal, like, actual transit buses, which I guess are the types you would actually be on in Fairfax at night. You'd never be in a school bus at night. You could be. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Uh, but yeah, and then my personal favorite thing I saw on the website was you can get the janitor Zamboni things that they drive (laughs) down the hallway, wax in the floors. I think that's what they're doing. Uh, and they had one of those for $25, but they said it was broken. So I guess that's why it's cheap. I still, I really want that. I just, I have no idea how I would carry it back with me. Yeah. Just put it. Well, I like your idea of towing it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it doesn't work, you can just put it in your yard and sit on it cuz those things are huge. Yeah. They're like they're like the size of a smart car. But I I was a big fan of that find today. Yeah, that is pretty supreme. And I think it's actually time on the schedule that we're just going to keep on talking for a while oh, yes. because it is wiki time. It's the long, rambly section. Mm-hmm. It's the best section. Well, here it's something different. Every section between songs is long and rambly, but this is the special <laughs> Well, do you mind Special if I one. go first? Because I think yeah, I think that's... yours is going to blow mine out of the water today. Okay. Um, okay, so we, we organized this beforehand. So my Wikipedia page is called Mass Transit Incident. Um, and just try to what, – what do you think that page is about before I go on? I mean, obviously with a night bus theme and buses are, you know, mass transit. But is it is it the article on that idea? Like – the total grouping of possible incidents that can happen in mass transit? That would be pretty cool. It's not. It's um, Or is it a band? It's actually a professional wrestling incident that occurred in, <laughs> in 1996. The mass transit incident was an infamous event in professional wrestling that occurred at an extreme championship wrestling ECW house show, which I think was very different than WWE because it goes on to say – um, <laughs> it involved Eric Kulis, an aspiring professional wrestler, using the ring name Mass Transit to be bladed too deeply by New Jack of the Gangsters during a tag team match. Two of his arteries were severed. He bled profusely and passed out, and then he died. So he did die. Yeah, he did die. So yeah, anyone who says wrestling is fake is a liar. They've clearly. Just been watching the wrong league. If you want to see real wrestling, you watch extreme championship <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> wow, that's pretty crazy. And then it says later on, uh, the guy who accidentally killed the other guy on stage uh, lied about his age and experience. He claimed to be 23 but was actually 17, and he claimed to have been trained, and uh, his father even vouched for him, but he was never formally trained to wrestle. Which is apparently and yet he man- oh, something actually. you need to accidentally stab people. Yeah, to not kill people. Yeah, because I think if you're not trained in stage combat and you try to do stage combat, you just wind up stabbing you just, them. You just cut people's arteries. That's so, really interesting. That was mine. <laughs> Did you know that only one person has died on the field in the history of the NFL? Really? And it was like in the 70s and it was unrelated. He just happened to have a heart attack. Peter Cho. It's sort of like how no one's ever died in Disney World. Or Disneyland. 
because yeah. you know you're unallowed to pronounce it, people dead. Oh, that's a good point. Sorry, we had a kid that uh, is still in high school walk past the the window, and I had to. Yeah, greet him. I just saw. Um, oh man, what was his name? I I don't even remember what his real name is, but I think we said that he looked like a Thomas, but his name wasn't Thomas or something like that. I forget. You never know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, my, <laughs> I won't have as eloquent explanation of my article, but. Uh, mine was the Waffle House Index, which is something I stumbled upon a couple days ago. It's an informal metric, but it is actually used by the Federal Emergency Management Agency to determine the impact of a storm and the likely scale of assistance required for disaster recovery. And that's because Waffle House is known, apparently. There's not very many Waffle Houses around here. I think I've only ever been to one Waffle House on the West Coast. Um, but it's apparently known for staying open, just like the mailmen deliver they stay open through just about any uh, environmental disaster. And so uh, FEMA actually rates storms on the Waffle House Index. Green is the restaurant is serving a full menu, indicating the restaurant has power and damage is limited. Yellow is the restaurant is serving a limited menu, indicated there may be no power or only power from a generator or food supplies may be low. And red is the restaurant is closed, indicated severe damage. And by the sounds of it, I can't imagine it's red very often. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. I'm a big fan did, of that. Did you read the the FEMA guy's quote? I really. That's probably my favorite part of the of the article. <laughs> According to Fugati, if you get there and the Waffle House is closed, that's really bad. That's where you go to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's the director of FEMA. <laughs> wow, that's insane. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. Ooh, and now you got to stay by the microphone. I don't think we're to that point just yet. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay. It's all good. You ready to go on into the next track? You got I, any last statements? I do not. Okay. Then here is, uh, which one is the? It's it's Equis or Equis. Or I don't know. Equis, who knows? Equis by Pixelord.
WGMU. Song's pretty superb, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. It, it borders a little on industrial, but you know, still a solid night bus song. Just you know, rather hectic. Maybe if your bus had square, square yeller wheels. Square oh, square yeller. Yeah, I thought like you circular. said yeller. You're know, like yeller, like square yeller. Yeah, yeah like, like yellow yeller. wheels. Yeah, like I'm from <laughs> the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yep. Uh, that's about all we have to say about that song. That's true. The next one is also a very, very solid bus tune, but it sounds so much different. It's, it's interesting. Where that last one was like riding a bus in, uh, I don't know, New York City, this this upcoming one is going to be like riding a bus through Chicago in the 80s. That's true. It's like in the movies, that last one was on the bus, but this one is the bus driving through a puddle, splashing a detective in a trench coat, walking along the darkened street. Yes, yes. Here we go. But the dark street's still there. I'm so excited. Here comes Is It a Crime by Sade.
cry. W G M U. Oh my goodness. We had several spooks during that song of false <laughs> endings, but that is okay. It was negated by the Bill Solis. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, to all nine of our listeners, we cannot endorse you enough or we cannot encourage you enough to go out this November and vote specifically right in Bill Clinton because do you want – you know who do you want for president? Someone who's going to make college free and maybe make other stuff more expensive or like a crazy guy or a crazy lady – or someone who can play saxophone real good. And that's why you should all write in Bill Clinton this upcoming election season. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that song, it goes. Uh, but, wow, I was about to just read straight from the notes, but I, that's not what we do here. Do we even have anything? Uh, yes, oh, we nice. do, but not specifically about that song. But... I already mentioned it a little bit, but come to think of it, how many buses have you actually been on at night? Um, let's see. I've been on at least two that I remember, maybe more, because yeah. whenever I go see my uncle up in Philly, because he's a cool commuter, he doesn't have a car, so I take the uh, the New Jersey Transit up there. Really? Yeah, and sometimes I take the Philly bus back to uh, Union Station in D.C., Nice. That is like just a grand old time. I gotta try that out. It's the, a good time. I think. Well, it's also like five bucks for a one way ticket. It's really, really cheap. Yeah, to get the New Jersey. Yeah, from Philly or from here. <laughs> um, from he, from here to get to Philly, depending on when you buy your tickets, like five bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild stuff. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, I've been on four band trips that we were on. Uh, charter buses for significant periods of time. Oh, I and didn't even think about field trips. Yeah. That's true. I've it, some as well. it makes me, this genre really makes me think of waking up in the middle of the night on one of those charter buses and how they have like, there's always green lights on up above at night because it like, it's like that low key form of light that doesn't bother the people that are sleeping, but it still lights up everything enough that you can see if you need to move around. Yeah. And so like waking up because you never sleep very well on buses. So if you wake up like every 45 minutes to an hour, you wake up to that haze of the green lights, probably with your earbuds dangling or still in and hurting a little bit. True. And, uh, you're just channeling the night bus feelings in your mind. And that's what we're doing now. That's true. Mm hmm. But, yeah, and then other things during band trips, stopping at Sheets or or Wawa or other types of truck stops or uh, Cracker Barrel or Golden Corral. Never stopped at the Sonic, but we've made some drives to Sonic in Fredericksburg, oh, yes. as well as going there to visit the arcade in a hotel yeah. just to visit the arcade. And I think just of any genre – if you're going to go visit the arcade, the closest hotel arcade to here is in Fredericksburg, by the mm-hmm. way. So if you're going to go visit that arcade, cannot uh, you know encourage you enough this November not only to vote for Bill but also to play some night bus while you drive out to that arcade. That's arcade. true. Because the one hotel that had an arcade in Fairfax still stands, but they covered up all the arcade like 
things written on the arrow boards in yeah. the hallways, and it just doesn't get there anymore. So who knows? But with that, let's... Ooh! And I forgot to introduce, most importantly, it's because I don't usually consider it to be one because I go there enough that it's not just on road trips, but none other than good old 7-Eleven. Ooh, yes. Yep, yes. which connects very much to this next portion. Yeah, let's just hop right on it. Okay. Here is Dance the Slurp by 7-Eleven. WGMU. And yes, that was Dance the Slurp by 7-Eleven. That was a 45 vinyl or whatever term you would use to describe. I I would imagine it was probably printed on like cardboard or something. Uh, (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. Well, my dad has uh, Archie records that came on cereal boxes that you punched out the hole and it's like printed with plastic on cardboard and it plays the songs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's very possible. But anyways, it was released in 1970, and it was given away with Slurpee purchases in-store. And I just found out about that in, like, the last hour before the show. Um, my bad. But that is simply incredible. Yeah. On the on the Slurpee Wikipedia article, it says um, that it's very rare and sought after, but we just looked it up on eBay and you can get one. The bidding is starting at $10, so there's a very fair chance we will be purchasing that. There's there's zero bids, five days. So yeah. uh, none of our listeners better scoop that up. That'd make us real sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I, 
I guess we'll move along to our PSA, which is still about 7-Eleven and Slurpees, uh, because tomorrow is Bring Your Own Cup Day at 7-Eleven and Saturday, I think. Yeah, it's two days this year. Yeah. It's crazy. So pretty exciting, pretty wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Between but, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., because I guess they don't want people coming in and like in the middle of the night when they're not really paying attention and yeah. doing wacky things like filling balloons on the spout and stuff. <laughs> well, that sort of leads into what I was going to say was I think there's a lot of things you could use to optimize exactly how much Slurpee you could get. And uh, one of my ideas for a long time has been um, you get one of those janitor, like those huge trash bags that janitors have. Mm-hmm. Um they sort of look like, at, you know, when you go to a, a carnival or something and they have those really long bags of popcorn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sort of like, sort of like that, point. but the trash can ones. You know um, what just comes to mind with janitors and trash bags? I just want to point it out really quick. Have you ever noticed that janitors keep more trash bags beneath the one that's in the— Yeah. That's wild. That's the optimal way to do it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Continue. But as I understand <laughs> it— they have like this little this whole thing and you gotta be able to pass your container through it or mm-hmm. fit it in sideways. So if you had a, a giant trash bag, you just crumble that up and put push it through it, the hole. Put it through the hole, and then you like inflate it with Slurpee and walk out with like sixty gallons and you're just good <laughs> to go. You could probably empty the machine's entire tank into a trash bag if you tried hard enough. That's a good point. Um, so I yeah, like that. I think that's what I'm going to do. Last year, I think we completely forgot that because last year was the first Bring Your Own Cup Day. I'm pretty sure, and we forgot about it. And we, well, me, not Isaiah, but me and Josue and them were at uh, set construction at Robinson. And fortunately, the set construction room is filled with things that you can use as cups. We took several <laughs> vases, and I also took a five gallon water jug. Um, which basically fit through the circular hole if you put it sideways, but I wound up not actually doing that. The vase was quite enough. That was the only time I've actually felt sort of nauseous from drinking Slurpee. (laughs) But that was a good time. Yep. uh, We are at 1030, so let's finish this off. You ready for Futurisma by Flashworks? I certainly am. Let's go.
W G M U. Well, W G M U. Just kidding. <laughs> Here we are. And that was Futurisma by Flashworks. And that I'm not sure if that's from a movie or if it was just backed by images from this movie. But there's this movie, Akira, that, again, is a thing that Alex, my brother's friend, told us about. That, like, the whole soundtrack is basically Night Bus, as well as it's an anime movie. And just the style is very, like, calming and evening-y. <laughs> yes. You understand it. I just saw, I think, like a trailer or something, and it looks interesting. It looks like a good old mix between uh, anime, Speed Racer, and the Blade Runner. So That's true. Those are three Alex, top, top-tier movies. Alex also told me to look into the Blade Runner soundtrack. Oh, which, well, there you go. That's true. Uh, let's just... We got anything to say before this one? No, I don't think so. Okay. Let's just scoot yeah. on in. This one, oh, my my bad. That's it right. is The Sky is Broken by Moby. Speak to me 
your mouth to mine Cause the sky is breaking It's deeper than love I know the way you feel Like the rain's outside WGMU, uh, we are back. That was, of course, uh, The Sky is Broken by Moby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just an all-around great song because not only is it Night Bus, obviously, it's also got some elements of the other greatest genre, slam poetry. Um, <laughs> as he just, you know, says, or maybe even uh, talking blues, as we're so fond of. Um, but yeah, uh, that is a great song. Did you know that Moby calls himself Moby because he's distantly related to Ernest Hemingway? It's a I really fun like fact. that. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you know why the band DYE calls themselves DYE? Uh, does it stand for Do You Enjoy? Question mark. Possibly. In parentheses, our music. <laughs> That's a good question, because I don't know why they call themselves that. But our next song is Fantasy by D.Y.E.
WGMU. Man, oh man, am I a fan of that song. Uh, that song is a great example for this genre, not only because, uh, obviously, it's just smooth, the way I've True. said all the others are smooth, but it also, the music video, well, aside from the music video, eventually gets really crazy and trippy and creepy, but before that, it's all about um, cool teens sneaking into an indoor pool at nighttime yeah. to swim, and they're drinking and doing cool teen things and stuff. And that's really just something that goes along with the whole night bus and McDonald's and empty, <laughs> or empty McDonald's and 24-7 Walmarts and 7-Eleven parking lots and stuff. Yeah. And the VRE. Just, just messing around. Being cool teens. Yep. Well, I guess that's it. I mean, <laughs> That's Night Bus. That, that has been Night Bus. We have uh, really thoroughly explored that one. Yeah. I maybe. think this episode's been pretty lit. I, I agree. I think it was a solid episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's go ahead and play next week's theme. Okay. Unless you want to sign out first. We can never decide. Oh, uh, let's do that. Or, or, yeah, let's sign out. We're already dragging right. like crazy. We're already dragging like crazy. going to be another se- segment of dragging like crazy afterwards. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, you have listened to something different. Uh, I'm Zaya. And I'm Andrew. And, uh, yeah. Hope- you have a great night, just as filled with good vibes and smoothness as we've brought to you in this episode. Yeah, couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. Um, so try and to guess next week's episode, and uh, yeah. Okay. It's time for us to get back. <laughs> By Demi Lovato.
phone would ring. 